the HD Movie Podcast may contain mature content, strong language and spoilers. Hello and welcome to episode 70 of the HD Movie Podcast. I'm Darren Gaskell. And I'm Hayley Alice Roberts. And on this special 70th episode, yes, we've reached another milestone, we're going to step away from Summer of Sharks just for one week and we're delighted to have a couple of guests on the podcast this week. It's filmmakers Mel Gourlay and Paul Huxley. On this week's episode of DHD Movie Podcast, it gives us great pleasure to introduce a couple of filmmakers. Be upstanding wherever you are listening to this podcast for Mel Gourlay and Paul Huxley. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was lovely. Thank oh, you. You're absolutely welcome. So... <laughs> Can you give us a few details about how you both got into filmmaking to start with? Yeah, I I studied the theory side of film at uni, but I didn't do film production. And then after I left, I kind of taught myself, carried on writing. I bought a mini DV camera from a catalogue for about 200 quid and just managed to hoodwink people into being in my short films. And then the kind of breakthrough in kind of, making more movies and kind of progressing was when I worked on a short film in Nottingham and I met loads and loads of like-minded people, crazy, just up for anything. And I'll just say like to anybody who wanted to get into filmmaking, that's the best advice. Just keep going, keep meeting lots of people. And I'm still working with them now. Uh, some of them are professional, some are not. But we've kind of all grown together and the same people helped us make uh, the first feature film, Seepers. So, yeah, been doing that for about, making films for about 15 years. Okay, so you mentioned Seepers. Yeah. So, at which point did you progress from thinking, I'm just going to do shorts to we need to do a feature film? It's mainly Jimmy Addison's fault, really. I always blame her because I wasn't confident enough to make a feature. I didn't think I had it in me. I started working with Huxley. I kind of got him into my short films as an actor initially and we lived near each other and I kept bumping into him and it's just like one of those cosmic things where you're just destined to piss each other off forever <laughs> so found out he was a writer and Jimmy kept saying to me because Jimmy's been in a few of my films she's absolutely marvellous and just really like you know strong female really like has got your back really encouraging make a feature make a feature make a feature make a feature and I Fine, I'll make a feature. Fine, okay, fine, fine. Uh, Dan Lord had the dream about people being farmed for methane in the not too distant future. That became Seepers. I said, Shall I make it into a feature? He said no and tried to run away, but I dragged him back. And he was the DOP. I asked Huxley to help me co write it. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, yeah, between us, we came up with a, a feature film. Pretty mad, really. <laughs> and can you tell us a bit more about what Seepers is all about? Yeah, all right then. <laughs> well, it's kind of a a sort of gross-out horror comedy set in the sort of not too distant future about um, rival methane farms who would kidnap people and uh, extract biofuel from them because uh, in the future there's there's no more petrol and stuff like that. It was great timely wasn't it? Yeah yeah <laughs> and it's um but primarily it's a, like a workplace comedy I guess yeah but with gore and puking and <laughs> all that like a trauma movie I guess. My absolute like hero is John Waters. I, I read Shock Value probably about 15 years ago. I was just like, this is amazing. Look at all the stuff he can do with hardly anything, hardly any budget. I mean, yeah, he did nick a few like soundtracks and stuff, but it's been paying for him now. And, and yeah, Hooks is a big fan as well. So like, that's what we're trying, you know. That, yeah, that kind of, tasteless fun. Yeah, just to be gross, but, but beautiful at the same time. We hope that shows through the characters are heinous but they're also like really lovable mm. hopefully yeah <laughs> i believe um my co-host here has a cameo in this movie yeah i got a couple oh, he's yeah. in both drenched in blood he's in both the organic secret farm which is like a care home and the uh kind of battery one he's at the wedding and gets covered in blood and you drove home like that didn't you went home like that i did <laughs> yeah. i did I, I drove through the middle of sheffield covered in blood because the shower wasn't particularly good at the facilities oh, so, so, so I, I i pulled up at the busiest roundabout in sheffield covered in blood and there were people well let's say <laughs> that there was some consternation on park square roundabouts um, yeah. So yeah. But uh, it was. Matt Howden went back to his pupils though, because I I told him I'd pre warned everybody several times you're gonna get covered in stuff, and he was like, oh, I've got to go and teach my students now, and he just went back covered in blood. Yeah. I mean, I've probably told this story before, um, but I got back home and my wife was sitting out the back of the house, and she'd got her back to me, and I said, oh, I'm back, I'm back. And then she said, oh, was it good? I went, yeah, it's been a really good day. I've really enjoyed myself. And then she turned around, and then she and then she just kind of looked at me and went, oh, my God. He's finally done it. He's finally snapped. Who have you killed this time? <laughs> what did you use for the blood? Oh, actually, so this is one of the things, right? I used to make my own blood with Saskies, Saskies. Askey's, sorry, that's Steve Askey's nickname. We're at Saskey's house, by the way, because it's half term and the kids are off. So, uh, yeah, this this is quiet here. Askey's toffee treat syrup and red food colouring. But now I'm a proper filmmaker. I pay for some top-notch stuff that Jane put me on to. She was our FX lady. And it's just, it's brilliant. It's mouth safe and it washes out. But Dan, it tastes nice. It tastes nice. Darren's yeah. not going to wash his shirt, though. Is, your wife was moaning about that the other day, wasn't she? Yeah, exactly. No, we've got a white <laughs> shirt hanging up with all this stage blood on it. And she said, you know, what are you going to do with that shirt? It was like it's staying as it is. That's going to be a memento of the film. And she was like, what? You're just going to have it like this hanging up in the house? And I'm like, yeah, pretty much. So, <laughs> so expect us to get divorced fairly soon. <laughs> Well, it wouldn't be the first. Uh, let's not talk about that. <laughs> Tell you about that later. Um, yeah, oh God, um, I've got a taser for you as well, and a poster, sign poster, and I've also got. I don't know what happened to the willy though. I think Jane must have that. Oh yeah, they're, they're 
Willie's prominently featured in the film. Yeah, so I don't think you can have Willie. But yeah, I've got to tell you. Yeah. So it really sounds like a movie that will play well at a festival. So is it going to be submitted to festivals very shortly? Yeah, so it's already been select- uh, selected. I wish. I wish. It's already been submitted, submitted. to Troma Fest and what, is that? what else? That Kevin Smith oh, one. Kevin Smith's new one. Axe Wound, Final Girls, Sick Chick Flicks, you know. And I'm going to send it to Horror on Sea, Avatar. Fingers, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Fingers yeah, crossed. I think it will play well. Uh, yeah, no, we've had some good feedback so far, but it's mostly from people, you know... Who are in the film. Who are in the film, so... But we didn't let them down, so that's my main thing. They didn't have to say nice things, and they did. So, fingers crossed, other audiences will like it as well. Hmm. Was there anything in Seepers where you actually came to it and thought, that can't go in or was it just a case of like everything we think of is going in this movie regardless well i think there was one early idea where it was a little bit more um you mentioned an idea of putting holes in the side of the sefer tanks yeah uh, for easy access to the people trapped inside i couldn't even um, tell you could i walk into the show film yeah the film like, got a little I had an idea and i couldn't tell him i was like too much ashamed of myself yeah because the film's about people trapped inside little prisons and we're gonna have phil putting his willy and in. yes although you put his willy in it was going to be a little bit more uh, deviant but yeah that's the only thing we cut out here's an example of what happened during the writing process and i love it when we write together we did do it like separately virtually and stuff like that but it's better together and we were going to put an attempted rape scene in which we, we did but I felt like really uncomfortable about it Huxley was saying you know because I don't know I've not got much experience well no I've, I've got loads of experience with attempted rape scenes what am I fucking talking about it's, it's in loads of my films anyway whatever so I the character has like a monstrous part he has a big and uh so i was feeling a bit, little bit uncomfortable and i was like right i feel uncomfortable so let's just go for it and i said Let, why why can't this is a bit of a spoiler but why can't the mon- the willy actually come alive so you start you kind of tend to start off with an idea that's horrible and then just push it and push it and push it until it's just like what the fuck <laughs> So yeah, that that happened more. Yeah, than if actually. you exaggerate it to yeah. uh, an extreme, it's less threatening. Yeah, hmm. yeah, and we've got, I think the Seeper Gimp was going to be naked mostly, hmm. but uh, that kind of changed. It's just bumming to it. Yeah, I wasn't completely naked in a bikini like originally planned. The actor changed, so the look changed, and he was wearing some four dead people's clothes that we got from the charity shop <laughs> yes. instead of like a Princess Leia bikini, which was the original. Mm. So in terms of location shooting, were, was everybody very nice about letting you run riots in their particular locations, knowing what was going on in the movie? Yeah, I think people people are either all in or not, you know, so yeah, people were great. Um, we rented Theatre Delhi and we had that for three weeks. That was beautiful. That was really proper filmmaking. I loved that. And then, yeah, we used Malcolm's basement. Yeah, we used twice. a friend's sort of uh, little basement, windowless basement room, tiny thing. But we shot like half the film there. It was multiple locations and yeah. uh, very cramped, but um, that was really good. Yeah, we just, we just ruined that room. They just let us do whatever we wanted. We decorated it twice. The second time, it was like this really grubby 
bedroom with like tissues and crisps all over the place and some dudes came to fix his boiler and he'd totally forgotten because he's so used to it being there and it just looks like a kill room you know to go in there stained mattress in the corner and just oh if he's not on some sort of register (laughs) but he was very nice we painted it to make it look like it was all mouldy yeah. as well. It wasn't mouldy, it just yeah. looked like it was. It might have been after. And so, yeah. yeah now we cleaned it. Was covered in blood and everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where else did we film? We filmed loads. We filmed at Mannequin. I'd always wanted to go there. During the pandemic, I was like, right, we're allowed to go outside and do stuff now. Let's go and piss about there. And that turned into the... Well, better describe what Mannequin is. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Mannequin is a very strange place in the countryside, which is... In Grantham covered or just full of mannequins mannequin graveyard. it's a mannequin graveyard there's yeah. literally thousands of these faceless white mannequins and parts of mannequins every possible variation it's super creepy but yeah it was a great location hmm. so we went there quite a lot didn't we we did it turned into like the exterior it really added a massive i thought production oh value. yeah it's produ- instant production instant. value mm-hmm. We've got drone stuff there. We've got a drone. Oh, that's... Helicopter. Helicopter. Yeah. yeah. We, that's the the thing is, forget production value and all that sort of stuff. It's just... Because the film is really cheap. You've just got to reach out to lots of people, become friends with lots of people. And um, so we get got the drone stuff because one of our friends just happened to have a drone. Yeah. And so now we've got aerial shots and things like that. That's the duty. You get, you get talking to people and they're like, oh, can I help you? I've got this. And you go, can you? Yes. Yeah, uh, we'll find a way of putting yeah, it in the film. Yeah, it's beautiful. Beautiful. Amazing. So was the film affected massively by the pandemic? Had you started shooting prior? And then how did that whole process work out? It, it hit me like the whole thing did anyway. I was just like, no, 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 no. You can't stop, can't stop, can't stop. Like a little kid being told no. It was like awful. But yeah, we just waited, kept yeah, on editing. Add, yeah, editing. that's it. Because we shot yeah. like, I don't know, 25% of the film or something before the lockdown. Maybe. So we could edit and plan and things like that mm. while we were waiting, get the songs sorted out. Yeah, in fact. But we did have to have a big break, though. If it wasn't for the pandemic, we wouldn't have used Mannequin. Mm. So swings and roundabouts, that wouldn't have happened. God knows what the exterior, but it wouldn't be, you know, wouldn't have all those amazing shots of the outside. So. Yeah, and then slowly, slowly, it's like, right, we're allowed outside, let's go and do some outside stuff. And the weather, obviously, was a big thing. And then back inside, let's go, we're allowed six people, right, let's all get in this, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, And then, yeah, we just managed, we managed to get it all done. It was hard, but we did it. So I went to the premiere of it at Spirit of Independence Film Festival in the very nice... Abbeydale Picture House in Sheffield. How yeah. did you feel actually seeing it on a big screen with an audience? It's sick. <laughs> yes, it was a bit nerve-wracking, I guess, because the film wasn't 100% complete. It wasn't graded. It wasn't graded, graded and we've, we've made a couple of changes since then, but it was good. I just kept saying Everyone to liked Luxley, it. it's so big, it's so big, the film. <laughs> it's so big. Yeah, and it was it was absolutely mind-blowing. It took me a few weeks to get over it, actually, because I was just like, oh, my God, it's rubbish. Oh, my God, it's rubbish. But people were like, way well done. It was great. Yeah, now like, we know that people actually like that? it, like, we could probably... I want to go and watch it in a cinema again with yeah, people. Yeah. Be oh, more prepared God, for it, it this so time. Good. It was absolutely mind-blowing. Thanks, Ben, so much for everything you did for us. It was, like, the best experience. And obviously, 
pitch house is closing so we, we were so lucky to actually get to show seekers there i feel blessed blessed that i got my farts on that screen before it closed not my fault sorry diane's farts it's a good story <laughs> yeah you had somebody supplying the farts didn't you yeah it's a very farty film it's because it's about you know extracting biofuel from people so there's parts where the, some of the characters are uncontrollably farting it is a comedy but we we got locally sourced farts um, <laughs> all organic or, all organic uh, very real no sort of pretend sound effects we didn't download a bunch of mp3s from the internet no we actually just what do you say because yeah you i got a message that. from diane aka missy tassels from the sleazos and she was basically she didn't talk for laughing and it, it was it was locked down, right? And she was yeah, everyone was a bit mad. So she was like, right, I've got this project I've been doing, and you might think I'm a bit mental, <laughs> but I've been recording my farts for you. <laughs> I've got loads of them. I've got absolutely scores of them. And she just sent them to me, and it was brilliant. It was brilliant. It was like right. So when I had to do the scene, I felt farting and farting and farting, and obviously Gav had already done the reactions. Yeah. So I could just cherry pick all of these farts that all these different. And, and all the different and sometimes you can hear a partner in the background going what the you can hear a son at one point going, what the <laughs> they're watching Star Trek or something so I couldn't actually use that one but it's just <laughs> so yeah that's uh, we got the farts oh, and John O'Sullivan sent me a fart as well so that was nice of you that as well that's so at that sort of point in the proceedings when you're <laughs> listening through somebody's recorded farts does the does the thought what the fuck am I doing here cross your mind? Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> it's really it was really horrible to listen to sort of go through like oh we've got fifteen minutes of just sloppy farts to listen. To. Our kids weren't they? They were like switch it off, switch it off when I was editing it. Switch it off, but they were like it. But then it's in the film now. So. <laughs> People. Are- People, one of one of the extras actually said she watched it recently with her mates who like horror films and that, and one of them was like got the farts, the attack of the farts, like during the film. So it's contagious. That's nice. Yeah, we might be able to sell it. Like, you know, like people give out sick bags. We could like give out emodium. <laughs> I don't know. It just, some I'm nappies just, or something. I'm just, yeah. I'm, yeah, exactly. Emotional nappies. We could get some uh, sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After Sapers. What's next? Are you working on Another something one. now? Another one. <laughs> Another one, yes. Um, I wanted to write about... I, quite, I love the Philip Larkin poem, and I like to make films that mean something or something, even if they're at farts or whatever. So it's called They Fuck You Up, the next one. And it's a musical, because Huxley said one day in the park, oh, I want to make a musical. I went, all right, then. <laughs> that's it. That's how it happens. It's based on the whole, they fuck you up, how your parents, you know, can mess you up, but to a massive extreme, and then mm. this person's been fucked up so much, you should kill them and stuff like that. Um, and we've already had a bunch of songs written. The script is kind of mostly completed. We're just still working on it. And uh, we're going to get filming as soon as we've got all the songs. Well, by the time this time. comes out, the script will be the script will be finished. <laughs> yes, definitely. We've got to make sure we've said that now. So that, that's the plan, is that um, once the songs are all recorded and nailed, then we can, I can get the... So mm. hopefully... Yeah, the idea yeah. was we wanted to make a serial killer film, something yeah. not as extreme as Seepers, 
something a bit more focused and just very kitchen sink, uh, a bit more of a kitchen kitchen sink yeah. sort of thing. We watched the film Tony, didn't we? And it, that mm. sort of low key, sort of character based so serial like Willard killer thing, as well. Willard, Willard, that sort Willard, of thing, yeah. or Psycho. But then, yeah, that developed into They Fuck You Up and the, the themes. Mm. Well, then, yeah, then the, became a musical. Seems to be working <laughs> so far. Dan Cooper and uh, the Sleezers, they've written some bangers already. Absolutely. Oh, the songs are amazing. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. they've actually Bold influenced the script because mm. it was going to be... A, now, isn't it? It's, it's a bit like Little Shop of Horrors now. It was yeah. originally going to be some grim little movie like Tony. Mm. Yeah. We thought that's what we were going to do, but the songs were so good. But now it's got to be a big musical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in theory, the Indiegogo will be winning and we'll raise some bits of money for things we've got to pay for. And uh, we'll probably have filmed some stuff by then anyway, because I like to show people what they're going to get. Aim to finish it next year sometime, but you never know, might be quicker. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. If there's not another pandemic. Oh, yeah. no, they probably won't be. <laughs> no. We can only hope. But yeah, I definitely think there's a market out there for some more horror musicals, so I'm really looking forward to seeing this yeah. once uh, you've made it. <laughs> yeah, so as long as we don't get an outbreak of monkeypox <laughs> across the yeah. country, we might we might be all right with this one. Yeah, no, pandemics, are, it's like every 200 years, I think we'll be all right for a bit, won't we? <laughs> well, I hope so, <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. Like, the, like the number 20. <laughs> uh, fingers crossed. Yeah, but yeah, no, I've, I've been missing it because making a feature film obviously it takes ages where with short films it's like bang and they're done kind of relatively speaking so i've been like come on i want to get going i want to get going again and then oh no i don't think i can do this anymore i'm rubbish i've not made a film for ages but now things are happening it's like getting dead exciting just can't wait to get back at it we're getting more of the seepers crew back in there fuck you up yeah oh, yeah yeah it's like a carry-on film <laughs> you know, it's the same people every time yeah <laughs> Yeah, Jimmy's characters in Zeepers, she was like this strong, kind of overbearing boss, but beautiful person as well, deep down. And in this, she's like, uh, what we think, meek, timid and meek. Yeah, yeah, but not really. But not really. Mm. And yeah, the Sleezoids are back in a duck. The band duck. Yeah. And then, yeah, all the crew, we've got Dan Lord coming back. And uh, Sasuke, we're actually at Uzo House, we're in, yeah, he's about somewhere. He's going to be helping us, fingers crossed. We need to find a new FX person, though, but we've, we've found them, so that's great. But, yeah, Jane's too busy making a living out of Willie's. Probably my, she's got me to thank for that. Hang on, you, got, you can't just say that without explaining. Oh, yeah, sorry, in a good way, in a good way. Um, she's Making sex toys. She makes her own, like, horror-themed sex toys, <laughs> tentacles, and she's amazing. So, yeah, but sadly, that she's so successful at that that we can't have a living. We've got Katie Jane Ford instead, and I've worked with her, with her before on a short I did called Self Katie, and she's absolutely amazing. She's lovely. So, yeah, it's the, the crew coming back, plus extra ones and new ones, and yeah. Well, I think we're both really looking forward to what's on the horizon. Best of luck with Seepers at the festivals. I really hope yeah. it plays around the world because I think the world needs a movie about fart farming. <laughs> and I want to go to Berlin, so <laughs> so well, yeah, and Wales. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that means I get to see it. So, <laughs> thank you, Mel. Thank you, Paul, for joining us on the podcast. It's been an absolute delight. Oh, it's been lovely. Thank you so thank you. much. Cheers, cheers, guys.
I do wish we could chat longer. And that's it for this special episode 70 of the HD Movie Podcast. Once again, huge thanks to Mel and Paul for agreeing to be the guests on this episode. To the rest of you, as always, thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode and would like to check out our past episodes and stay up to date with future episodes, check us out on social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at HD Movie Podcast. So next week, we are back in shark-infested waters. Summer of Sharks 2 continues. Which shark movie are we going to be dealing with next week? Oh, quite a notorious one, I have to say. We are going to be looking at the fourth and final instalment in the Jaws franchise. Get ready, people. It's coming. It's on its way. It's Jaws the Revenge. Yep, this time it's personal, folks. Let's see what we think about the fourth Jaws movie. Normally, we would say thank you for listening and stay safe, but we have a little bit of a special for you now. We have a song from They Fuck You Up, which is in progress at the moment. It's written and sung by Dan Cooper in this version. In the movie version, it will be sung by Jimmy Addison and Beth Cooper. This week, we are going to close with a song which is quite aptly titled, considering we're doing sharks. It's called Jaws of Our Love. Why don't you sit down and tell me some more About the feelings you had to endure Guess I don't really know what to say or do But if you're asking to start it a day or two I left him gasping and after he withdrew Shut the door and I've been waiting for the sound of his keys again Where can he be? Yes, he's been gone before, but it's different this time Not a note, not a word, not a call from the police Saying, come get your husband, he's been Call your name Understanding. I know you're worried and I feel your pain, but yeah, I think you'll see his face again. You see the mind that plays such ugly games. It's time to sit in. Talk about, oh, I don't know, but it's eating me up inside. He might not be everything to everyone, but he means something to me, baby. He finally got the guts to leave. He might not be everything to everyone, but I hope he finds his way back to the jaws of our love. 
the HD Movie Podcast is presented by Hayley Alice Roberts and Darren Gaskell. Its music is written and performed by Mitch Bay. You can find the episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, Amazon Music, Podchaser, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Listen Notes and Podbean. No, shit, shit, are we still going? Oh, right, okay. Oh, we're still here, we're still, we're still on air. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, I guess we ought to do something. Um, we do have a second tune from uh, the Mel and Huxley movie, They Fuck You Up, so we could play that one if you want. Yeah, I think we should. How lucky are we? Two songs from an upcoming musical, an unreleased musical. I'm very excited about this. Okay, so the second song is called Suburbs. This is written again by Dan Cooper. This version is sung by Dan and Beth Cooper. In the actual movie itself, it will be sung by Dan Cooper and Jimmy Addison. So take it away, Dan and Beth. This is Suburbs. Sure. 
Right, that's it. That really is it now. End of the episode. Go.